Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today I have a special guest. He is also from the MTV World, the Road Rules, Down Under, Dr. Keithler. How are you doing? I'm blessed, man. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you for saying yes. I love saying like I would like, thank you for saying yes to come talk about mental health because I know it's not an easy subject to talk about, but thank you for saying yes. I mean, it's, it's easy to talk about to me, man, because, you know, I'm in the field of education and uh, yeah, and I, you know, I, I like to help people as much as possible. So, you know, it's easy to talk about, but hard to handle, you know, head on, especially when it's yourself. Yeah. You know? Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So let's get into this podcast episode. I'm going to ask you my first question. I ask everybody. Oh, this let me ask you a question since you asked yes. me. Okay. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, there we go. How I'm, are you really doing? <laughs> so, tomorrow's my birthday, right? Yeah. I'm not excited for it. And Mother's Day is Sunday. So, you know, my mom died. You know, I'll get into that later. She died, like, from liver cancer. And my grandma right. raised me. She's not here long. So, it's kind of a little sad. But we'll definitely get into that and why I said. But I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. You know, I'm not the best you know yeah doing okay though yeah but okay. my question for you is how is your mental health my mental health is is stable man yeah. it's it's stable it's uh it's a work in progress of course um but i am a super positive uh individual like i'm always trying to be positive uh you know negativity finds its way to slide in there every now and then but uh you know nothing for me to you know, say, Lord, have mercy, help me. You know, I'm yeah. quick to say that. I'm quick to find ways to to remain positive. But um, I mean, my mental health is is pretty stable. Um, for the first time, you know, in my life, I had to deal with some mental health, like uh, dealt with a little depression and anxiety when I was trying to finish up my yeah. doctorate. And I'm not a stress stressful person, so it was unusual for me to feel something that of that magnitude because i'm so used yeah. to telling how to deal with it and then when i finally had to feel it myself i was like whoa this is kind of crazy you know but um i'm managing it you know I'm, I'm done with my doctorate of course and uh the 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 i guess you could say the crazy thing about all that you say oh well once this is done i won't be stressed anymore which is a lie <laughs> you know because something yeah. else shows itself and then makes you be stressed but the good thing about it is how you handle that previous stress will allow you to handle the next one better you know yeah. so i'm good man i'm good i like to ask that question because i feel like you know we always ask somebody how are you doing right i do that <laughs> i do that a lot I'm like hey how are you doing but i feel like when we ask how's your mental health it gives the it opens, it opens the door for somebody to be like you know what i'm doing okay but mentally i'm not okay you know is a different right. approach to a conversation that we, you know i feel like we need to ask more i need to ask that a little more, mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. more. Yeah. so my next question for you is growing up was it okay not to be okay for you um it depends who you're being not okay to you know um 
Yeah. And this is awesome, man, because I had this conversation before. Um, actually, last week, um, I talked to a lot of them. You know, I, I teach high school, and so I have yeah. great conversations with my students. Um, there are a lot of, you know, kids who don't have fathers in their lives or uh, for whatever reason. And so they see me as that father figure. Yeah. Um, my sons both went to the uh, high school that I teach at. So they saw me interact with them. And they're like, dang, coach is the same way with his kids as he is with us. You know, he, <laughs> you know, he them get out of the hallway, he tell them go to class, go to lunch. And so they're, they're very honest with me. And we had that conversation about, um, especially in our culture, you know, not being able to not be okay. You know, as, if a young boy falls, we instantly say, oh, boy, get up, get up. You know, what you crying for? Wipe those tears off your mouth, you know, off your face. Uh, boys don't cry. And, and we have to stop that, you know, and I told them, I said, the way I raised my boys was if they fail, and I knew it hurt. I was like, ooh, I know that hurts some, but you're okay. Yeah, go ahead and cry. But yeah, I said, you know, after a while, okay, now let's wipe those tears off and let's move on. I'll take yeah. care of it. We can put a Band-Aid on it, just do whatever. But it's okay to be in pain and understand what your emotions are. Yeah. And same emotions, if we, not coddle them, but if we cover them up. Now think about this, when they start liking a girl, and when they start liking a girl, what do boys normally do? They, they hit girls or whatever, you know, because they, they don't really know how to share those emotions and stuff. And then if their friends find out they like a girl, then they don't want to talk to the girl again. They talk about it. Oh, like the big hair girl or whatever, you know. And then when you get older, you want to date a girl and your boys say, oh, man, you whipped, man. She got you sprung. So now you draw back. So here you are. When you're faced with your emotions, you pull back. What do most young men, you know, do in their relationships when they're like out of school and trying to be grown men when they fall deep pull back you know when the wife or girlfriend asks them what's wrong with you they don't know how to explain it and i probably can't explain it because yeah. what are you going to do with the emotions i give you you see what i'm saying so you know in in our environment man we had to kind of not show when we weren't okay but with the way my parents were, my parents were very loving and very supportive and showing me, say, yo, it's okay to be not okay, but at some point, what you gonna do about it? You know, yeah. and the way I try to raise my son, I said, man, it's okay. We can't be perfect all the time. Strive for it, you know, because I want you to do the best. But yeah. when it's working, hey, seek help. Even a doctor, go to a doctor. Listen, you know? that's seek so help. true. Yeah. That's so true. I like that as like a second follow-up question because like, I feel like, you know, people grow up differently, you know? Some people, yeah. households are different and I love to look at the aspect of everybody hustle, you know? There's no right or wrong answer, answer to that question. Right. But, um, you know, thank you. That's like one of my, so the first two questions, how's your mental health and growing up was okay not to be okay. That are my favorite questions to ask. It's like a great good, con good conversation starter. Yeah, <laughs> I like those, man. I like them. Thank you, thank you. My next question for you, though, is um, there's a stigma, right, surrounding mental health, but there's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. But let's add another stigma surrounding Black men's mental health, right? Mm -hmm. What do you say to those stigmas that's out there that says we can't be weak, you know, we can't cry, we can't have emotions, we got to man up, get over it, you're a man, you got it. Like, what do you say to that stigma? I say, what, what, shows you weakness out of tears yeah. you know I, I don't I don't understand what shows weakness out of tears uh, 
and you can you can you can sum it up by saying that i mean you know i i know we're talking about men but um a woman giving birth sheds tears and yeah. that's probably the strongest events that a human being can encounter you know um when we hear a lot about something that's when we shed tears you know you go to a funeral and you're uh crying over the person that the loved one that has passed away that's not a sign of weakness that's a sign of care so when you're going through something i don't say that's the, a sign of weakness that's a sign that you care that you're not feeling appropriately that you're not feeling the way you want to feel so i think that's a, it's actually a strong point because you've recognized your weakness yeah. Yeah. and um i think i think we need to I don't want to say normalize it because you know a lot of times when you say normalize that means leave it alone and just let it exist. I th just think we need to change that stigma, man, because it it is scarring a lot of you know young men, you know, and then as those young think about it, and what I'm saying young men is because that's that developmental stage of it because a, a, a older man only teaches a young man what he was taught, and it's a recycled situation. Yeah. You know, so if we can change the mindset of these young men, then once they become an older man, they're able to train those young men up the same way, you know. But yeah, I don't think it's a sign of weakness at all, man. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's something I even had to learn, you know. Yeah. I had to learn it too, because uh, in our society, a lot of people do prey on your weakness. So if they do see tears, they feel like, oh, I got them. Let me do X, Y, and Z, you yeah. know. But I also know that some people, when they start crying, back in the, how I grew up in the country, if somebody start crying, you be like, oh, you better leave him alone. He's going to go off now. Listen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's totally different. But, I mean, we, we do have to change that, man. Tears are, 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 if you had a good cry, oh, my gosh. That's the strongest release ever. A great cry, you know. Yeah. Listen, I grew up that way too. Somebody cried, you need to back the way, leave it alone. Right. But, um, when I say the stigma, right, I just, I hate it. You know, there's so many people, you know, struggling and suffering in silence. You know, men, the suicide rate in men is high. You know, yes. it's, it's sad that, you know, like nowadays we can't be open. Like some people can be open, but not everybody can be open because they're afraid of being made fun of, being judged, you know call them uh -huh. a crybaby or a sissy or whatever like that. And people are afraid and like, you know, we gotta just like be there for people, check on people, you know, have like have their heart, have an open heart, you know, mm -hmm. open mind, have open conversations with our friends, you know, especially men, you know, like some, most yeah. of us have like holding the weight of the world on our shoulders, especially once the people that got family, you know, I used to think like, you know, if I had kids, you know, that would keep me, you know, want to stay here and live, but I'm seeing people that got families that's just like, you know, to the right term, dying by suicide, not commit, dying by suicide. Right. And it's just like shocks me. I'm like, this is why, like, you know, they got family, kids, and everything, and they're still going. We just gotta, you know, just like keep talking more, more about mental health. You know, keep creating safe space. You know, those places like around the world. Like I was recently volunteering for NAMI as a mental health organization. They have that all across the world, different chapters. NAMI's is everywhere. You know, they have free online support groups. They're not intended to replace therapy. You know, it's an Instagram page called Black, it's not an Instagram page, it's an organization called Black Men Ill. 
mm-hmm. decent. They have a um, Zoom meeting every Sunday. It's called King's Corner. They just like to talk about stuff. It's just like, it's so many different stuff out there. Google Guys is a good resource. You know, there's some free resources on there. You know, yeah. like Men Hill groups are free. NAMI groups are free. Listen, get into everything that's out there because, you know, we need our men in this world. We need people to be alive. We need our women too. You know, they this suicide rate is up there too, but men is just so high right now. It is. Yeah. That's why I, I created the podcast, you know, to like head this conversation, you know. Yeah. And and you you tapped on some things you said they need a safe space. And those of us that that consider ourselves to be strong, we need to um I, I guess you could I'm gonna say advertise that we are the safe space but be open to being a safe space for someone. You know, yeah. I think if been to be in a safe space and, and for example, at, at the at school that I teach at, the kids know that Coach Hare is going to listen. Coach Hare is going to give us some advice that I may not want to hear, but it's what I need to hear. Or I can go to his classroom in the morning before school starts I done had a rough day with my parents and I can just sit and just, he's not going to bother. He's going to ask a few questions and he's just going to let me be, you know, like let me be in my moment and they feel safe around me. So we have, we have to have those people who are willing to do that step up to the plate and, and do, you know, because once we do that, same thing goes. Now the person that I help may say, you know what? I remember what coach here did for me. I'm going to do that for somebody yeah. else, you know? And that's what it is. We have to, if, if you, someone is battling with something, a lot of times they suffer um, in silence because they don't know who they can trust. Yeah. You know? And if, if you always hear the same story when somebody's going through it, people's like, if I just would have known, you know, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? If I would have yeah, known, I, know exactly I, what you're I saying. did something, you know? And, and a lot of times we, and that is true. If we would have known, we would have tried to help them, you know, but those people, they don't know who they can trust, you know? Um, I, it's crazy, this conversation we have is going right to the next question. Before me, I'm going to say something like, it's crazy that I don't, I try not to say that. Like, I know people that die by suicide. I try to say that because like people can hide it. You know, people are very good at hiding. Like one of my yeah. friends. Dante, he died by suicide. He was a, you know, I'm from Philly. He was openly gay cop, accepted in his community, proposed to his fiance at um, Penn's Landing, like in front of all these people. He was about to get promoted and he died by suicide. And he, one of the people that helped me when I wanted to die, like talk me yeah. out, talk me out of it. And I would have never thought, like I would never say, I wish I would have known. I just would have never thought. Right. He, did he was like my second friend that committed suicide, but I cried. I was like, my house, like, yo, why? I was just like, right. uh, this is somebody that saved me. And yeah. like, you just never know. People got out of real good. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. They can't, they can't. And, 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 and you know, we're, we're dealing with humans who can change yeah. the mindset, at, you know, at the snap of a finger. You yeah. know, the strongest person that we could ever imagine can sometimes be the weakest person inside. You know, um, it's, you know, one thing I, you know, I, I understand, you know, growing up is that we'll never have human nature all figured out. Yeah. Because everyone is capable of doing something at any moment that, that could totally flip you. You never know. 
that's just the capability of the human mind, you know, but we can do is try to live as consistently as possible so that when there is a person straddling the fence on which way they should live their life, yeah. if see you as a great example, then you can be the one. You know, we can't we can't prevent anything. A thing that helped me in education is when I first got into it, and I'm, I'll be 22 years strong finishing up this year, my 22nd year teaching. Um, there was an older uh, black man. He said, man, let me tell you, you'll go crazy trying to save everybody. Wow. He said, you can try to save, you can attempt to, but understand that there's going to be a lot more that fall through the cracks than the ones that do that you do save. And I was like, whoa, I said, but that's the business that we're in. He said, I know it is. He said, you do the best. And then you, you know, whoever, when you, you know, when you're spreading or sprinkling that love over, whichever one gets that drop, that's the one that's going to grow. He said, some people are trying their best to dodge it. They're covering up, they're putting raincoats because they don't want that drop of love on them. You know, and there's nothing you can do. You know, he says, so you just keep doing the best you can but understand you won't be able to save everyone. And, and that's really, when I come home after a tough day, you know, I'm able to sleep at night because I know I've done what I needed to do. And I know somebody it has sprinkled on them. And some of them is the delayed reaction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't know that you've helped somebody until they come back with their child or till they come back and say, coach, man, I appreciate you, you know, for doing whatever. You know, or you don't know that you didn't help them until you hear a sad story about this individual going down the wrong path or taking their own life or taking the lives of others, you know? So it's 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 tough, especially if, if you are a helping person by nature. And that's who I am, you know? Yeah. Life is the same way. She's in education. She's a helping person by nature. And um, it's it's tough for us, you know, because it can drain us sometimes but we do know that the bigger picture is that there's someone out there that we are helping daily, you know? Yeah. And while we're talking about the subject, I'm gonna go into the next question because it ties right into it. And Let's I wanna say any, anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide, suicide ideation or deep dark depression, there is a suicide crisis number out there. The number is 98. The number is so easy to dial guys if you or you know someone that's struggling, give them that number or use it for yourself. The number is 988. NAMI has um, different chapters all across the United States. Um, the free online support groups is not intended to replace therapy, but support groups are amazing to be in a group of people that understand mental health struggles because not everybody understands it. So my question for you, um, I'm going to answer it first, okay? Have you ever dealt with any of suicide or any suicide ideation? If not, have you lost someone to suicide? So I answer it first. I try to make my guests feel comfortable if they want to answer it or not. So as a child, I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins. Um, that trauma just, I, I tucked it away when I was growing up. Well, no, uh -huh. I probably didn't because I was a bad child. I was real bad acting out. That probably was the reason why um, I felt like I had to protect family. I didn't protect myself. Nobody protected me. I felt like I had to hold that secret in and not tell nobody. So, you know, when I got 26, I'm 33 tomorrow um i like started going back to church when i was 26 and i didn't realize i had issues and, and i was very uncomfortable with men because of that 
So I started mm-hmm. tickling it, you know, I started dealing with it. You know, I was very depressed. I was very suicidal, suicidal, suicidal attempts, you know, um, thoughts of not being here, not want to be here, plans, thoughts sitting at bridges when I would just want to jump off and just, you know, end my life. Um, 2019, lost my mom to liver cancer. Then nine months later, lost my sister. So it was like, I'm still dealing with trauma, then grief. Right. You know, before, like 2007, I lost my grandma. My grandma raised me. I was a grandma's boy. It was just right. like so much stuff has happened over my life, you know. As a child, I'd be with a stinger court and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, I know. It's just, it was just like so much stuff that made me just didn't want to be because I felt like I was unloved. And mm-hmm. um, guys, if you're out there struggling, please, please, please reach out to the suicide prevention line 988 um, or just reach out to someone. That could be a church community, a therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy is a must. It's not may not be for everybody, but I feel like everybody should try it. Um, even if you get a therapist and don't work right away, keep trying to you find that right therapist. Trust me, I've been through plenty of them yeah. and it's worked for me. <laughs> um, guys, if you're out there struggling, please reach out to someone. Please, it's, uh, it's a simple cliche to say, it's always light at the end of the tunnel. And like, right. I'm not a professional, but I've been doing like mushrooms, like this website I use and they turn it into like gummies and it has helped me mentally a lot. I haven't had any depressive thoughts or suicidal thoughts, but they have been on my mind recently because my birthday tomorrow, mm-hmm. 11. Then Mother's Day is, you know, Sunday. So I'm just like missing them. Sometimes I feel alone. I feel like I want to go to my mom's house or my grandma's house, but right. they're not here. So, you know, the restrooms are working. I don't recommend it to nobody. You know, I'm not a mental health. I'm not a professional health professional, but, you know, it's worked for no, me. That's a, that's a whole nother. Hey, you <laughs> might talk to my wife because. Like she's working on being a, a a licensed practitioner counselor. Yeah, and and I mean she's that's something she's really been researching and stuff. Now yeah. you know, like dude, you're talking to the right folks, man. It works. <laughs> I hook you up with my best friend too out there in New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, Dr. Rita Hughes. She teaches. Uh, she's the head of the uh, counseling and psychology department yeah. for Georgian University. I want to say this. She also teaches mm-hmm. classes at USC amazing person to talk to about therapy and and, and great resource of, about those things man great person super knowledgeable to have oh man but but let's talk about and i, I don't want to sound like i'm interviewing you now but <laughs> it's okay we have it's a talk it's okay <laughs> hey, we at the house me and you and we at yeah. the house we're gonna sit on yeah. the couch let's talk about you know i know you know and i like i, said, I, I never i never dealt with suicide personally myself you know never yeah. wanted to take my own life um i i talked to some friends who wanted to you know thank god they're still here um you know family members who i know that have taken their own lives um some students that have you know um but let's go to you know the loss of the loved ones how that you know, a, a, what's supposed to be a celebratory occasion sometimes is is uh, you don't want to see it happen. But when you, you know, you, and you sound like you were raised similar to how I was raised as far as the family structure, you know, like I love my grandparents. I moved in with my great grandparents when I was in the 11th grade because they needed someone to help take care of them. And it was only, you know, 15 minute drive away, but I lived with them so that because my grandfather was getting up in the middle of the night and hurting himself and stuff. So, you know, I did my 11th and 12th grade year and just so I can make sure they were safe at night. Um, but 
you know, when you say you get sad, I mean, honestly, think about what would they say if you was feeling sad about getting ready to celebrate another moment yeah. on the earth when you say you went through some tumultuous times. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll be like, boy, if you don't sit down somewhere and, yeah. and God has done for you, you know, the strength that they have put in you. So when you when they're when your birthday comes and of course they're not here, you should be saying, okay, this they would tell me right now, let me let me let me change my mindset. Let me smile because I know my grandma would be tripping right yeah. there, or my mom would be saying something to me, you know. That's what you have to do because I think when you when you smile at the at those moments, I think you you're really doing their legacy justice. You yeah. see what I'm they don't want them because they didn't raise you to be sad. Yeah. You know, they didn't love you so you could be depressed. They loved you so that you could smile. They wiped your tears when you were hurt. Smile. So when it's your birthday, a day that was celebratory for them, yeah. you had to, to be like, you know what? I can't be in no funk, you know, because they're still here with me. They love me. I love them. And oh, that's a then they dropping off my wife hair, you know, she'd be ordering it. <laughs> so, um, but just, just know, man, that's what, that's, you know, I, cause my mom's the same way, dude. Anytime it gets close to an anniversary of somebody's passing or something, yeah. or she feels that, and, and, I, and she, sometimes she dodges my calls cause she wants to sit in that feeling. Cause she know if I talk to her, like, what you saying about? So she says, yeah. uh, 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 nope, nope, you know, <laughs> roll. Or oh, that ain't how Keith roll. You know how it is. So yeah. listen. And she's like, oh, boy, you make me sick. You got me on here laughing when I was supposed to be crying, you know? So I just yeah. I just to do that for yourself, man, because just hearing you in these first few minutes, man, from talking to you, my man, you you got a purpose, dude. Thank you. Huge purpose. And and like we said about the safe space, what if that day you try to walk around sad is the day that somebody need something from you but they see you ain't smiling the way they need you to smile right. well that's too much on his plate already yeah you know you going through and then when they see you can pull through even with what you've been through they know you're the person that can help them out yeah you got this homeboy <laughs> <laughs> i want to say anybody out there struggling any deep dark depression again Yes. The number 988, please dial that number 988. They are available 365 days. If you're bored, depressed, need someone to talk to or feel lonely, they are there for you. Um, and that's a question for you, right? You know, you've been on TV before, right? How was yeah. your mental health before you went on that show and after you was there? I was good before and after because um I didn't I didn't back when I was on the show. Um, I didn't really know what to expect because I've never seen um, road rules or real world because I didn't have it growing up. So when I, I started watching a little bit of it when I was in college, but not much because those were all paid for services. And, you know, you're a broke college student. You can't afford all that stuff. <laughs> you had to catch it when you catch it. And so when I did the show, um, I just stayed who I was. I was true to being Keefla. And I knew that I was going into the field of education. So I couldn't go and be showing my behind, you know, couldn't, I couldn't go and, and plus that wasn't me. Cause you know, I, 
I grew up in a household that said, when you out in public, you better not be acting like such. So you better act like, you know, you got some sense. And that's how I, I carried myself. So when I came off the show, you know, I got much love for being that way. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, everybody say, but and especially the black community is like, man, I appreciate you for, for not being the angry black guy. Cause that's how, you know, back then we, it, was token. Yeah. it was one of us. It was one yeah. of us, you know what I'm saying? So that was it. And they were appreciative that I was not angry. I was like, dude, that's, that's not how I roll. You know, I'm not that kind of person. My mental health was, was, was intact, you know? Um, but I saw how it messed some people up, especially yeah. when we went from being, you know, at the time we were the only reality show on TV. So we were known by everybody, yeah. you know? You think, especially me, I'm the only, like you couldn't confuse me with no other black dude at the time. I was the only one. And so anywhere I went, it was keep for this, keep for that. Hey man, what's yeah. up, what's up? And then all of a sudden the show after some years, it dies down, you know? Yeah. So for me, I was cool because I still maintain the same lifestyle I always maintain. But for some of the yeah. other people went and used that platform to try to get somewhere else and it, it wasn't hot anymore. So yeah. then when, you know, ballistic bananas and they, they did what, you know, you hear sometimes celebrities do not all celebrities, but when they're not hot, you know, they, what can I do to make it? And if they can't do nothing to make it, what can I do to cope without making it? And what's the coping mechanism that's common for people when they're not, you know, they, they tend to do drugs or some other stuff yeah. and, you know, their mental health was destroyed, you know? It's, it's so crazy. Like that. I was just talking to, Cyrus today, you know, he was on the podcast. He's coming soon. Yeah. Uh, I was talking. About, I said, you know, like growing up, you know, it was great. You know, a lot of you, like, you know, you, Darrell, Cyrus. Um, I was yeah. talking to Janelle. I was talking to her. I was like, it's definitions and uh, people that was great black role models. You know, you don't have that much on TV. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right. on TV where people are not great examples and everything. You know, and I yeah. appreciate that growing up. You know. Whatever, if I remember a show or not, and you know, I just see somebody like I'm always rooting for somebody black. That's just me, right? <laughs> like, which Lisa Lisa Ray said, I'm Lisa Ray, that's just that's just me. But I love that different reality shows like Big Brother. I don't know if you're familiar with Big Brother, um, the TV show. There's a reality TV show. They had their first black out of 24 seasons. They had their first black female winner, and out of all the seasons, I think Big Brother 23. Was it 23? Yeah, it was 23. They had their first black winner. They had, but you know, a lot of shows, they only had that one or two black people in there. But shows are more getting black people in there. Like they had a cookout. I don't know if you heard that they had a cookout lines on Big Brother 24. It was a lines, all black people. They got each other all to the end. You know, people were saying it was reverse racism. You know, people in the comp, you know, in the outside saying reverse racism. I'm like, but they did that to us all the time. So, you know, I appreciate the representation that y'all all, you know, you know, y'all OGs in this, y'all, that y'all all gave, yeah. you know, it wasn't like negative, like you, they said, not an angry black man with somebody that like, wow, like this is a different, you know, because everybody acts different. Not every black right. person is the same, right. all not angry, you know, you're watching the edited show, you can, if somebody is angry, it could be because of something, but they edited it out to make it look, right. you know, yeah, yeah, people don't get that. But um, my next question for you, what are some coping skills that you could recommend to someone or your students or whoever, that is struggling with, mental, with their mental health. What are some coping skills? And before he answers, my coping skills, his coping skills are different, but you know, it may not work for everybody, but we like to mention coping skills because it makes something may work for someone. Yeah. 
So um, my coping skills uh, personally is uh, I like to exercise, meditate. Um, I, I've, I've gotten into meditation like during COVID, like big time. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, it was right before COVID when I was, I was starting to meditate a little bit, and yeah. um, I became a member of uh, Peloton. You know, I, I say, well, let me get into this so I can do something else to get fit, and so I started meditating to, you know, just to focus before I started working on my dissertation, man, cause I was, man, I've been working on my doctor for like 11 years and, and half of that was just the dissertation phase. And that was stressing a brother out, you wow. know what I'm saying? Money, that's a mortgage payment, all that money for 11 years, you know what I'm saying? Um, but my coping mechanism was meditating and I'm really like getting into it like now, um, trying to work on getting um, certified yoga teacher, certified uh, medica meditation instructor, I mean instructor, um that's one thing that helps um it's good for students too but you know a lot of people you're depending on your school system don't want you to teach meditation and yoga in schools because they say it's religious based you know and and what they don't understand is it's you know there there are studies that have shown that students who have participated in meditation discipline issues have gone down uh, production has gone up, as well as like when you're dealing with honor students, their stress levels have decreased, you know, because of mindfulness, yeah. you know, yeah. and so that is, that is big for me. And without trying to coerce my students into doing it, you know, because they'll ask me, Coach, well, what do you do? I meditate. This is how I stay. Like, you know, it's like I'm, I'm saying without, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Um, and so, it's it's definitely when when I'm when I'm off the books, I all the time I tell my kids meditation, meditation helps. You know, um, breathing, just breathing um, drills. You know what I'm saying? Breathing exercises really yeah. helps calm you down. Um, and and finding, like like you said, that that group of friends or that friend that you can speak to. You know, um, that that's helpful because when you have a common bond, like somebody say, oh, man, I felt the same way. Yeah. You're like, OK, so it's not just me, you know, <laughs> or oh, I'm, I'm not defected. You know, this is human nature for me to feel this way. You know, yeah. when you find that, that's also a great uh, coping mechanism for for me to get out of my I guess you can say my funk or to help strengthen my mental health. I meant to hit you up because I tried meditation and I got like a short attention span and it did not work yeah. for me. I was in my room. I was like, that's part of, like, you, part of it. Meditation, if you know, like, even when you just address the fact that you lost your thought, that's fine. Yeah. That that's that's called mindfulness because now I'm paying my mind is paying attention to the thoughts that are running through. Address it. You're like, oh shoot, I got homework. Okay. I see that I'm thinking about homework when I was quieting down. Now let me, you know, breathe in. I'm breathing in, breathe out. I'm breathing out, and that's perfectly fine. And it's a practice. That's why I say it's a meditative practice. It's not an instant, an instant pot where it's instantly going to happen. You know, yeah. it's something you have to work through. You know, but just keep trying, even if it only works for three seconds. I mean, for three minutes, man. You know, right, but that's. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm <gonna try> <laughs> I'm gonna try it again. I was doing it and I just, I was like, this is not for me. But I, a lot of people say it works. And then, you know, me taking mushrooms 
they said that's the best time to meditate when yeah. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. just, I tried it. It's just, I'm definitely gonna try it one day soon. I gotta get the right meditation music or whatever, how that works. And that's just, this. Um, maybe take a, maybe I can do like an online meditation class or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll be good. I had to share with some stuff like that I may see if that well, maybe you could do that. Maybe you could do that. We'll start an online meditation. That's my goal. Why you hey. it's coming? It's coming. Trust me. <laughs> it's coming. That would be dope. Let me know when you do that. I'll definitely will at 10. And trust me, I will. <laughs> yes. um, my last question for you is um somebody, you know, people listen to this podcast and they you know, hear people's stories and mm-hmm. they get touched, they get touched by it. So what can you say someone, what can you say to someone that's listening, right? What can you tell them why it's important that they put their mental health first? You know, most of us, we don't put our mental health first, right? We put our other people first before ourselves. But can you tell right. that person listening, your students or whoever, you know, kids, your family, why it's the most important thing to put your mental health first? Well, the the, the main thing is, you know, you have to understand that there is good in being selfish. And what I'm saying by being selfish is knowing that if I'm not okay, then anything that I'm worried about, that I'm stressed about, or that that depends on me is not going to be okay as well. So you have, you are the, the lifeline, so to speak. You know, you are the, 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 the open door to yes. all that anybody will ever need from you so if that door let's just say for example if if i have a door that's jammed and i know i need to get into my house inside my house is everything is my insurance paper is my food my refrigerator is my family my loved ones is my tv which is my relaxed time relaxation time you know um but if my door won't open then I'm not going to have access to none of that. I'm not going to be able to make sure any of those people on the inside is, is taken care of. So that yeah. mental health, you oiling those hinges on that door, making sure that key fits inside that door. And then a great uh, st- stable mental health is you opening that door. Now I have access to everything I need. Not only that, but I can invite others in to that healthy environment to be able to live and reap some of these benefits that I'm reaping, that I'm sitting and smiling about, that I'm excited to get home about, you know? So you have to take care of yourself first. You have to be selfish at times because being selfish is more so about making sure that you can take care of others the way you want to. You know, so don't somebody say, oh, you being selfish, I can't believe you say yes. At times I have to be. So maybe I am being selfish and smile about it and say, I'm being selfish so that I hopefully one day I can, you know, help yourself. You know what I'm saying? So yes. that's my take on it. That was so good. That was so good. And I always say, nobody's going to put your mental health first like you're going to put yourself first. That's right. And remember, guys, not everybody understands it. So we definitely have to put ourselves first. We can't be there for people coaching them giving them advice when we're not even showing up for ourselves. You can't do that. Right. You got to make sure you're okay. Like I had a friend, you know, I told him, I said, make sure you cool before you get to be there for your friends. You know, no matter what's going on, I said, make sure you're okay first because, you know, I'm an empath, you know, 
<laughs> I have to make sure I have to make sure I'm okay. That's it. How can you give somebody a ride if you don't have no gas in your own car? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, you know, hey man, take me here. You know, you don't have no gas. You you gotta take care of what's yours. Yeah. You have what's yours in order to at least help somebody else out. That's, that's so true. That's all it is. That's true. So um I wanna say before we stop, I wanna say, you got anything you wanna promote? Anything you got going on next? You know, like what's going on with the doctor? What's going on? Well, I'm um what I want to do, man, is I want to, I'm looking at all these old heads on these challenges. I want to get on one. So y'all listening, man, tell the people to put me on. You know, tell the people that, hey, we want to see Keefla again. We love Keefla. It is, even if they don't want me to challenge because they think I'm getting old and I might break, tell them, you know, let me let me host something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's a champion too, and you're a champ too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let me let me be a reunion host or something you know or, or just let me like you know hey let me let me talk about mental health you know yeah. you know brother did get his doctorate in psychology so i might know i'm trying i'm trying to man my wife and i we want to start a um um a little you know stuff we actually getting ready to start a podcast ourselves um yeah. And 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 um, we, we just about, about being married and uh, parents uh, and the relationship that we have. Like we have a amazing relationship. We laugh with each other all the time, um, joke with each other all the time. Um, I mean, we have a great relationship, man. So uh, that's it, man. Like you said, uh, one day in the near future, I have this meditation thing under wraps. And uh, other than that, man, I'm just trying to be the best. Uh, father, husband, and 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 black man that I can, man. Yes, I want to say again, thank you for saying yes. This was a great conversation. Um, a lot of people don't ask me how I'm doing, and I'll be like skating by, like don't ask me, don't ask me. A lot of people have done it, but <laughs> it always, and for some reason, it always throws me off guard. <laughs> yeah. So nah, thank I'm... you for saying yes. Thank you for. You know, this was a dope conversation. I just love this is what I love doing, talk about mental health, you know. Makes me yeah. smile, makes me happy that somebody out there loves talking about it too, besides me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I'm here, man. I'm here for you. You know, you yeah. need somebody to chat with, you know, holler at me. And like I said, I uh <laughs> I got resources out there for you, man, you know, who got can yeah. help propel you forward, man. Like I said, especially my best friend, man. She's definitely somebody, man, that can yeah. definitely put you in some arenas that can push you forward man so yeah, yeah. Them, I'm, 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 but thank you so much man yes sir thank you